Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Watching the Webhead. I'm your host Delanell and today we are going to pop open a can of, of, of root beer. Not, not beer. I don't drink alcohol. This is root beer. It's closest thing to root beer is, is beer. Is that... If I were to drink wine, would I drink grape juice? I have grape juice here. I could pretend like that's wine. So I have some beer and some wine, but not really. I Anyway, I'm here to talk about the uh, the movie Carn- uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. <sighs> that's refreshing root beer. <laughs> I have um I, I have some root beer here. So with all of that said, we did I did an initial reaction episode of the movie. I talked about I skimmed through some of the, the things that happened and what was going on, what I liked and didn't like and all of that. But um basically I, I spent a great amount of time talking about the end credits scene. Uh listen there, I'm going to summarize the movie. Okay, guys? I'm going to summarize with no spoilers. No spoilers. I'm going to summarize the movie. There will be a chime, right? I'm going to say, like, all right, now to get to the spoilers part, there's going to be a musical little interlude chime type of thing. I'm going to just plug in there. That's your cue. Get out. Stop listening. If you don't want any spoilers, you stop listening, okay? Summary is going to be very quick, similar to the initial reaction portion, but just without any of the spoilery uh, thingamajiggers in there, okay? Are we ready? Is this... Are we ready to do this? Let's dive in! Woo! Whoa! Oh, golly! Yowza! So, I, um... First first and foremost about this movie. I I've seen it twice, okay? And as I record this, I just got home from seeing it the second time. So everything is still fresh in my mind. There are details that are repeated in my head. Um, when I watched it the second time, there were a few things that I caught on that I missed the first time. But for the most part, I was able to catch everything because the movie has no substance. Um, great segue. Yeah, the movie has no substance. There's not a lot happening um, with this movie in terms of like just substance. I mean, it, it's a story about a man who has this symbiote living in him and, and can transform into this monster thing and he goes and just starts fighting uh bad guys he apparently wants to be the lethal protector okay and 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 venom wants to just feast on bad guys eat bad people's heads uh and apparently he has a fascination with two particular types of foods because these two particular types of foods contain like a chemical or something or a, 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 a not a chemical uh uh not protein what is the not vitamin uh it's some kind of like thing ha ah, the word escapes me that venom needs in order to be uh t- to achieve his nutrition 
Um, so he eats those two food groups. They are very weird. Very weird. I, I, you know, one is an animal, one is not. But it's weird that these two random things, out of everything that could possibly be eaten, these two things are the things that Venom just, he lives off of. Okay, sure, why not? Uh, <clears throat> it's it's basically a lot of things that happen in the movie leads up just so that we can see uh, Venom fight Carnage. There There is no, we don't care about Eddie, we don't care about Anne, we don't care about Shriek, we don't care about anybody. We don't care about Cletus, we don't care about anybody right now, like the the movie really does not care. There are no even when the when they fight, even when Carnage and Venom fight, there's no emotional like you're not tied to Venom winning the fight. Like you just don't care. Like you're just it's just oh cool, look at the effects of these two aliens fighting each other. That's pretty much what the fight turns into. Like it, it there is there are no stakes. No one's in danger. It's an awkward fight. Uh, Shriek and Detective Mulligan, they also have a very awkward, weirdly elongated fight that kind of goes nowhere. It's just a lot of things that are happening um, that just, it's all just for Carnage to fight Venom. It it really, (laughs) and I mean, hey, if that's what Sony wants to do, then go for it. You know, I had tweeted out that um, perhaps the the point of the movie was for the end credits. Um, I've seen other tweets that have mentioned like if the whole if the movie was just the end credits, like if you paid like fifteen dollars to go to a movie theater and all you saw were the end credits, it would be worth it. it it's just a really unfortunate situation. Um, that you know we we we've come across here with with this Venom sequel. Now look, if you don't care, like I said in my initial reactions, you know, episode, if you don't care about a story and a plot, and all you want to do is just see a couple of aliens have at it, then this is this is perfect. This this is the movie for you. Now, excuse me, I'm going to take another sip. Okay, it was about three gulps, but that's fine. But, you know, that's the movie for you. Congrats. Great job. I'm happy for you. But if you like having a story and and, and people saying and doing things that have purpose, stay away from this movie. That's really all I can tell you. This is a cool movie to watch. Yeah, nothing really going on, right? It's a lazy day, you know. You don't have to work; it's your day off. Uh, you know, you're you're hanging out with some friends, and you guys want to watch some kind of dark comedy, you know, comedy horror type stuff. This is this is like the ideal movie to to sit down and just go, oh snap, whoa! And you're looking; it's eye candy. The movie has become eye candy at this point. Everything else is like, okay, it's there, and it's fine, and because you need to call it a movie, those things are there, but they don't actually gel together, so it's just there. 
the thing, like people do things just so that the plot moves along versus I'm doing this because of this. And that's your main difference. And that's why I can't, I can't say that I, I love the movie. I love Venom and Carnage as characters. And I think Carnage was done justice. I think the way they made him look, he looks insanely badass. And I keep saying it because that's like the best thing I could come up with. He looks like he could definitely take that. He looks like he could take on the Avengers by himself. Like this guy is just a monstrosity of a deadly looking thing. Like I, you know what? <laughs> If if you had to choose between facing Ultron and Carnage, you you're better off just dealing with Ultron at this point. Like, I mean, the comics, he it's very justified. Like, Carnage definitely is like the one of the most dangerous, deadly villains in the Marvel universe. Okay, and so to see him the way that they had him in the movie, I I, I definitely. You know, I mean, a movie can't replicate what a comic does, right? Like, it's the two different mediums, so they're going to express it in different ways. But you definitely were conveyed that Carnage is like the bad, like this this beast, this monster. And it seems unstoppable. And quite frankly, he was. I mean, the way that they defeat him at the end of the movie, No. I, I I'm sorry, no. It's no. <laughs> no. Like, no. But like I said, once once we get to the spoiler part, I'll dive into that and I, I yeah. But you know, it's he, he he's definitely a problem, a force to be reckoned with. And I'm glad that Sony took the time to make sure that that was conveyed. Um But it, it with all of that said you still feel like he could have gone an extra like level, an extra step, an extra mile. Um, because he's absolutely just devastating in the comics. And I, you know, I I can't even be mad at Sony because the amount of devastation that Carnage truly causes is like a mind-boggling type of thing. Like it it would it would be just the most violent tragic thing that could ever hit the the cinema like so i think that sony had to dial it back um they had to dial it back because carnage is a problem with that said uh venom and eddie they took a step back um so and i talked about this in the initial reaction too but sony saw the success maybe not success but the feedback Sony saw the feedback. People loved Venom and Eddie's relationship. And so what they ended up doing was they took that and raised it to a new level, which became too much. It was too much of their dynamic. Uh, the charm and, and special kind of bonding relationship and everything that they had in the first movie was overkill in the second. And it, it became like... So two theaters... Two different theaters, two different sizes of audiences, okay? Two days in a row. Very rarely did anyone chuckle, laugh, giggle, 
whatever at the many comments that Venom had throughout the movie. When he when when Eddie is talking to people and Venom like has a little like commentary one liner and it's supposed to be funny. Like you could tell he's supposed to be funny, most of them. And it's like it just falls flat. It it's fallen flat for most of the audience that I've been a part of. Two different audiences, keep in mind, okay? So this isn't like a one-time experience. Oh, maybe, you know, maybe this crowd just wasn't feeling it. No, no, no. So I, it, it's, it's, not, it's not good. Uh, it's not a good sign of what could be happening across the country. Uh, there was one girl, for instance, in, in this, this, this second showing. She's in the audience, you know, with us or whatever. And she was laughing. She was pretty loud, like with the previews and laughing at what I thought was some of the most corny things I've ever heard in my life. So, you know, we all know that one person now just laugh at anything. She was quiet. Like it just during the movie, she was quiet whenever Venom would do whatever he did and say whatever he said and all of this. You didn't hear her. How do I know? She was only three seats away from me. So I would have heard her. Like I heard her during the previews. It's just a scary situation. I'm I'm very nervous. <clears throat> you know, the audience score for the first movie on Rotten Tomatoes was 81%. People loved it. Um, I did not. I wouldn't have given it any more than 60. Um, and that's being on a on a good day, that's being generous. But gee whiz, I don't know. If people aren't laughing at the dynamic, because those two were had that kind of dynamic. It was like a comedy buddy, buddy, buddy cop type of thing. And that's what carried the first movie. So you're telling me if that's not working, what, what's going to carry the second movie? And I don't know. I literally do not know. Um, and seeing it twice, I still don't know. I don't know. Besides Carnage, and even then, Carnage wasn't enough to carry the movie. He was awesome in it. I loved... And, and, and we're talking about Carnage, not Cletus. Even Cletus was like, meh. I wasn't impressed with Cletus, Cassidy. I wasn't. Um, there's not a lot happening with this movie, like I said. And, and, and uh, would I recommend watching it? Like I said, if you don't care about a story or logic or anything like that, Go, go for it. Um, you know, if you're a huge Marvel fan, definitely go for it. But uh, otherwise, eh. Especially paying that much to go to the theater and see it. I don't know. <laughs> you know. But, uh, alright guys. So, now we're going to cut this off. We're going to get into the spoilers part. Remember, there's going to be some kind of chime. I haven't chosen the sound effect. But there's going to be some kind of sound that you'll hear. And it'll last for only like a few seconds or whatever. And then I will get to the spoilers. So that's your opportunity to brace yourself. To reach for your device. Whether it's your phone or your computer. And you know hit pause or stop. And get out. I don't want you to be spoiled. I hate being spoiled. So trust me. I definitely want to protect you from it. But don't say I didn't warn you. I mean, if you somehow spoil yourself on this, I don't... I, I tried. <laughs> I really tried. I spent, what, 30 seconds just now just telling you what's going to... Spoilers coming? Who does that? 
All right, bye-bye. For those of you that, yeah, bye-bye. All right, cool. They're gone. It's just us. All right, so I'm assuming you that are left, you that are remaining, you've either watched it and want to hear my take on it, or you don't care about being spoiled and you just want to know what happens. Maybe you're not interested in seeing it. You know, whatever it is, you you want to hear about it. <clears throat> Let's do it! Now, at first I thought, this movie's going to take a long time to review, you know? I've never really reviewed an entire movie before. Um, like, I, I've done, like, brief little reviews and stuff. Like, when I did my movie rankings and, and other stuff like that. But I've never actually gone full-on blast with the movie. Uh, and then I remembered not much is happening with this movie in terms of plot. So there's not a lot to talk about. Um, so thank God. Thank God that this movie was mediocre enough to save me some time. And that is the true meaning of Christmas. Or what? Anyway, so with all of that hippa looga all out of the way, Let's talk about it. So the movie starts off in 1996 in California. And some... Some... Uh, it's like a, a large house school looking thing. And Cletus and... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Francis. Francis. Are uh, in this place. And they're being held there. It's like an institution, right? They're being held there. And they're able to talk to each other through like a pipe that just connects their rooms. It it feels like their pipe, the pipe makes it seem like Cletus is on a floor higher than Francis. Because it, it seems like he, like the pipe, he puts something through the pipe and it looks like he has to lower the item through the pipe. So it, it seems like he's like a floor perhaps above her, and they're able to communicate with each other through the pipe. Whatever. I, it's nice. That's nice. Um, he gives her a makeshift ring out of... I'm not sure what it is. It looks like thorns or cardboard or something. It's a weird thing. I'm not sure what it was made out of, but it's like a ring. and They basically, essentially... Uh, you know, he, he basically... I guess in a sense symbolically, because it never comes out of either of their mouths, but symbolically, he's basically proposed to her and they're engaged and they, they're going to have a wedding and it's going to be wonderful. But, oh no, oh no! They take Shriek away. Her name is Shriek. Her, her name is, is Frances, but she's Shriek in the movie. So she, they take her away because her powers are becoming too powerful. Here's the first plot hole of the movie and and I remember the first time I saw it I was like I'm thinking to myself like you really this is what you do so Shriek as you probably know you've already watched the movie or you don't care but I'm assuming moving forward I'm assuming you have watched it okay so Shriek as you know screams that's her thing right she makes a very loud noise that can really hurt your ears. Oh, that root beer came back. That can really hurt your ears, and it's a problem, <clears throat> right? 
So when you go to transport her, why do you not have at least her mouth covered? Like they literally just are transporting her like she's just a regular person. You're taking her to this facility that specializes in containing these types of like uh, mutants and, and anomalies and, and all of these different things. And you're trying to tell me that you're transporting this person who, 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 whose thing is making a loud noise that can pierce your eardrum potentially and, and mess you up and you have no covering for her mouth. That's what you're telling me. That's, that's the plan? And it just goes downhill from there, folks. I mean, seriously. Like, you started off, like, Detective Mulligan's whole story arc is is off of a, a stupid plot hole. Like, I, I can't even, I can't even, like, help him out here. His, 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 his story is a plot hole. Her story is a plot hole because she didn't have to get shot in the eye. Because she wouldn't have been able to shriek. And then he wouldn't have reacted the way he did. It, it's all just, you know, the domino effect of this one poor choice of plotting. Is, it's amazing how much of just the ramifications of it. <clears throat> but whatever. So we see she gets shot. And I guess it's implied she dies, right? It was like, oh, no, she got shot. She died. And and the young Mulligan... <clears throat> now, this is 1996, right? So this is about, what, 20... If we if we go to Venom, Venom was originally supposed to come out in 2020, right? COVID happened. Things got pushed back. Yada, yada, yada. So let's do the math as 2020, not 2021. Let's be fair to the original production date. And, and all of that. So the year 2020. So it's about like 24 years, right? 20, 1996 to uh, to 2020 is, yeah, like 24 years. All right. So cool. All right. Cool. It's been 24 years, you know. Some people age, you know, and then things are happening. They make uh, Cletus look really young in the, uh, the 1996 scene. But then Woody Harrelson... You know, in real life, he's like, what, late 50s, early 60s? He doesn't look that old, but it doesn't look like only 24 years has passed by. It looks like a lot longer than 24 years have passed by. Like, it's a weird upgrade of his age. Like, he just really aged. And I guess, oh, he's in the institution. Maybe, you know, he's just gone through some things and he aged worse. And maybe you can say, oh, genetically, he just ages poorly. You know, and, and if only he were black because black don't crack. All these different things. I don't know. Okay? Uh, but whatever. That's not a plot hole. That's me nitpicking. Um, so, Woody Harrelson, by the way, as Cletus, I'm not, I'm not feeling like I'm in danger talking to him. He is a killer. Like, he kills. He, his, his kill count uh it's rivaling the punisher like this is this guy is serious and very rarely during the movie do we get the sense that he's just like if you ever set him free or if he ever gets one shot he'll kill you you never get the sense of this you you, you it's ne- it just does not come across from him carnage 
you believe he'll kill anyone. Cletus, you're not sure. And it's weird because the reason why Carnage was so dangerous was because Cletus was already out of his mind. Like, Cletus was already deranged and just no remorse. I'm just killing everything and everyone. I want to cause carnage. So he has to already be demented to a certain extent so that when the symbiote merges with him, the symbiote also has the same type of rage, just like Venom, you know, and wants to kill and destroy. And da, 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 da. That, that's why Carnage is such an abomination of a thing. You, you can't even reason with it. You, you can't do anything with him. It, he's just... That's why his name is Carnage. So Cletus needed to be a lot more menacing um, in the movie. And he was not menacing enough for me to believe that he would just become this thing. This unstoppable monster. However, the movie does play with that. The movie does lean towards that. Uh, with Shriek and all of that, which we'll get to a little later on. But now, here's another issue I had with the movie. So, we go to present day for the most part. And we have uh, Eddie walking in a hallway with uh, Detective Mulligan. Mulligan, of course, you know, has the hearing aid in his ear from when Shriek yelled at him. We're going to just say yell. When Shriek yelled at him and he lost his hearing, I guess. And so that's what he has to resort to. And for some reason. Uh, which we don't we don't really get. a, I don't get a good enough answer. Maybe I'm just asking for too much. But Detective Mulligan says, hey, look, Cletus wants to talk to you, Eddie. He only wants to talk to you. No one else. And Eddie's like, all right, fine, I'll, I'll talk to him, whatever. And so this is a recurring thing where, so Eddie will talk to Cletus. Something happens, some kind of event happens. And Mulligan just believes that Eddie is holding back secrets and, and different things. Like, for instance, he talked to Cletus the first time. Right before he leaves, he sees all of these drawings on the in the prison wall. Venom tells him, hey, look over there. And I guess Venom just has this photograph, photogenic memory or whatever. I don't know. And he's able to just remember all these things because he has Eddie draw them when they get home. But, like, the pictures basically lead uh, Eddie to be able to solve... Um, one of the murders, like find one of the bodies or the locations of the bodies or whatever. And so now, because of this, Cletus is up for death penalty again. At first, I guess he was just going to just life in prison. I, I'm not really sure. He was on parole. I'm not, I'm not sure what was happening. Uh, but then they reintroduced the death penalty to him. So now they're going to kill him, lethal injection. And... Cletus is pissed off, so he wants to talk to Eddie again. And uh, he talks to Eddie again. And this is how... uh, This is how Cletus gets the suit. This is how he gets the symbiote. This is how he gets carnage. So, So let's back up. 
He solved the murder. And then they do this weird montage of events that don't really... I. Here's the problem. The movie, like I said, the movie just does things because like, it's like a checklist of, oh, a movie should have this, and the movie should have that, and the movie should also have... So they just put the stuff in there, but it doesn't actually add up to anything. Case in point, when Eddie, I guess, busts this case open, we get a report that because of that one thing that Eddie did, you know, solving that case, that particular case, he's on top of the world now. He's back on top as a reporter. Now, remember the first Venom movie in 2018, right? We got a montage of Eddie doing his show, right? We saw him doing reporting and, and, and standing in front of a camera and doing all of these things. We got a sense like, oh, okay, he's accomplished. He's, he's got his own segment. He's doing some stuff. He's Okay, cool. Eddie Brock seems like, you know, I could, I could at least believe that he's successful because he showed me some things. They show nothing in this movie. They show absolutely nothing. I think they implied that he was able to get a motorcycle. That was it. <clears throat> and even then, he's been riding a motorcycle. I guess he got an upgrade of the motorcycle, but that's it. And even then, it was like a, a, a quick little glance while he rides off and on the, on the cycle, on the bike. So I don't... <laughs> they don't show that he just made it big time, but twice they mention it. They just don't show how he's actually, like, how is he on top? Did he get a new job? Did, did, did something happen? Like, he's, where the success of it all. Just, we don't see anything. Nothing in his life changes. His apartment looks the same. I could understand, oh, okay, he, he, he got a good deal. Maybe he signed on with a new journalism company or something and then he got an advance and was able to pay for a new apartment or something like we see nothing that implies all of the success that the movie claims that he has experienced for basically having Venom solve this case and it's just the oddest thing to me uh that was just strange um but yeah so he meets with Cletus And Cletus, Cletus tells Eddie that he wants to, he wants Eddie to be a part of his family. And so we flash back. I should flash back here. This was not a flashback in the movie. I'm flashing back. There was a point where Cletus sent Eddie a postcard. Wanted to meet originally. um, That second time that I'm talking about now. But wanting to meet. And he mentions how he, uh, you know, he he killed his um, grandmother and killed his mom and his dad sent him away and all these different things. And so when Eddie hears that, you know, oh, I want you to be part of my family. Eddie's like, well, you have a funny way of treating family. So I don't think I want to be, you know, like, why would I, (laughs) why would I join that? Uh, <clears throat> Cletus never really responds to it. Um, Cletus then goes random. I think I think this was Sony's attempt to make him dark and like 
irredeemable and just like a monster and just wow like really uh but it, it falls flat but basically Cletus tells Eddie I I have a wish for you I wish that you die alone basically and and, and you know no one loves you and it says a lot of hurtful things Eddie's able to keep his cool Venom's not having any of it. So Venom attacks Cletus. But because he attacks Cletus, um, Cletus gets close enough to Eddie to bite Eddie. The bite draws blood. He bites Eddie's hand. The, The bite draws blood. And Cletus immediately is like shocked. And there's like some horror in his face. And he says, you know, I've tasted a lot of blood. Your blood is different. I'm like, okay. By the way, uh, Eddie is like trying to figure out why do you want to talk to me? Like, why why do you want to talk to me? Cletus says, I like you. I don't know what it is with Sony and just brushing off reasons for connections other than I like you. That's what they did in the first movie. You know, and Eddie and Venom and, and Venom's like, yeah, I like you. That's why we're bonded. That's why we're together. And the reason why that's BS is because in the original story in the comics, they're basically bonded together by a mutual hatred of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Peter Parker was a problem for Eddie. Spider-Man rejected the symbiote. So they team up. It's a big giant revenge type of story. And then the symbiote and Peter... It's kind of like a love story type of thing. Jilted lover looking for revenge with a new lover and Eddie. It's just a whole complicated mess in the book. But in the movie, because there's no Spider-Man, they had to create another reason for them to come together. And so what was it? I like you, Eddie. I like you. And it's just a letdown. If you love that story in the book, it's just a letdown that you just, I like you. And now we see it again in the second movie where Cletus is like, I like you. Everyone seems to like Eddie, but Eddie is not a likable character. So I'm not sure what's happening here. He, It's just not a likable character. I, he, was, he was a lot more likable in the first movie. In the second movie, he's just more like just kind of there. He's not even, it's not even that you dislike him. He's just, like, he's just there. He's just there. You don't, like I said, you don't care about anybody in the movie. There is no character in the movie that you're emotionally invested in, that you're actively rooting for, that you're actively like, I hope this works out for that person. No one. What? Like it, you don't even you're not even sure who the protagonists and the antagonists are in the movie. Like you don't you don't know. They all blend together. Carnage is killing a lot of people. So that's that's about it. That's the only difference between Carnage and everyone else. He's just killing a bunch of people, so now everyone is trying to team up to stop him from killing people. No one here is a is a doggone hero. I'm sorry. There are no heroes here. I, I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway. 
So Cletus is is getting ejected with the with the chemicals to put him to to sleep forever. <clears throat> and this is when the Carnage symbiote, I guess, awakens or decides to take action. I'm not sure what 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 it all entails, or if it's just lucky timing. Like if he if he if he got the symbiote later, like does is there an incubation period where the symbiote needs to like manifest itself before it can realize itself or something? I, I'm not sure why it waited until that particular moment is what I'm basically saying. But whatever, he's about to die and then the symbiote kicks in <clears throat> and we get carnage. This is the, this particular scene is probably the only scene that is legitimately scary. And even then, it wasn't scary for me. But like, I can see where this, like, they actively were like, this is scary. Like the 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 movie was trying to imply you should be scared. This is a big introduction to this monster, and when he jump he jumps out, it's like black and thick fog and smoke, and then he jumps out and screams. Uh, and then when you're in the theater, it is very loud. <clears throat> His scream is extremely loud. And it goes from very quiet to him screaming and in your face. Uh, he takes up pretty much the whole camera shot. Uh, so it's definitely some kind of jump scare attempt that they tried. And they really wanted it to be scary. And after that, though, he's he's still scary and menacing. But not scary in the sense of he looks like, oh my god. You never feel like, unless you're like a little kid. Or if you're just extremely uh, extremely sensitive to scary stuff you're never going to look away because it's scary to look at when I talk about Carnage as scary it's more of like wow he looks very dangerous like this guy is a problem who just recklessly is just killing and blowing things up and doing whatever that's the kind of scary there are multiple things of scary right multiple Versions of something being scary. So. I wanted to go ahead and emphasize that. But uh, he does. You know. Bust out of that prison. And his quest is to find. Francis. That's his uh, That's his thing. That's his on his agenda. That's the only thing he cares about. You know what's so funny is. As the movie progresses. They. The most sympathetic character. And the entire movie is actually Cletus. As you, as you, if you really like pay attention and go through the movie, he really becomes the most sympathetic character. But they gloss over different moments that he has so frequently that you easily would miss it, and that's a shame. Uh, but anyway, Venom and Eddie, during this time, they have gotten into a fight. And uh, Venom leaves. This was this, this scene did make me smile. There was a point in their fight where Venom is like... And I think the movie just wanted him to be like the quote-unquote girl of the relationship. <clears throat> because... Usually, when a guy and a girl 
break up and they live together, what do you usually see? Especially like older movies. The guy is out on the lawn, his stuff is being thrown out, and she's saying, Get out! Get the hell out of here! And you, he's just ass out on the lawn, right? They tried to do something like that in an apartment, and it 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 was odd. He Venom starts throwing Eddie's stuff out of the window. Mind you, this is like multiple stories up, so everything is going to break. Uh, he's just throwing stuff out of the window. And some random homeless guy, he, he I'm pretty sure he's homeless. He's walking around in the middle of the street with a shopping cart full of random gibberish. Pretty sure he doesn't have a home to go to, right? Like, that's just weird. This is nighttime. Like, I don't know if it's in the middle of the night, but it's definitely late. I, for some reason, he stands there, watches stuff get thrown out, and just is like, I'm going to call the cops on you. Why not just go around and just keep walking? Well, I don't... Like, I didn't understand why he... Later on, we see why. he They forced him to stand there. But plot-wise, it made no sense for him to just continue to just sit there and just be like, what are you doing? Like, no. Because the fight took a very long time. The fight lasted for a good while. It's not like... It only lasted for a few seconds and then it was over. This was like minutes of action here. Uh, but at some point, Venom says to Eddie, get out, get out. I want you out. <laughs> and Eddie's like, what? This is my house. Like, like, I'm not going anywhere. What are you talking about? That made me smile. I had a grin. I had a grin. That was one of the small amounts of times where I was able to smile at the movie for, for its humor. Most of the other stuff was like, oh, I guess that was kind of funny, maybe, perhaps, I'm not sure. So, if you have to ask yourself if something is funny, it's probably not funny. You, yeah, I mean, I don't have to ask myself if Dave Chappelle is funny. I don't have to ask myself if George Carlin is funny, right? There are some, some people, like, they're just funny because they are, and you're just going to laugh because you have no choice. If you have to ponder comedy it may not have been funny sometimes sometimes you just missed it but i watched the movie twice i don't think i would have missed it twice so yeah look so they so venom leaves venom goes out the window and overtakes the random homeless guy that was standing there. And that's why the guy had to be standing there so Venom could have someone to uh, take over is a poor choice of words. I don't like the word take over. I don't like the phrase. Um, Infect feels wrong. Uh, I I, I don't know the word. I don't know the word. So I'm just going to say take over just for the sake of it. So he takes over the guy. And uh, as the guy, he destroys Eddie's bike. A lovely looking bike, too. It's a pretty bike. Um, destroys the bike. Then he immediately leaves the guy, latches onto this girl that's driving like a scooter or something, gives Eddie the middle finger while she's scooting off, 
And then that's the last we see Venom for a little bit. Uh, Eddie is basically thankful that it's over. He's free of the symbiote. You know, this was another... This Before their fight, there was another part, like, right before the fight that led up to the fight, basically. They, they were talking. Eddie and Venom were talking. And, and Venom is talking to Eddie like, look, your life was crap before I came in. I made your life better. And Eddie had a hard time disproving that statement. But then Venom says something that, that, again, it goes back to where all of the success came from. So Venom's like, oh, look, you know, I helped you solve that case. You're big time because of me. And I'm just sitting here wondering, like, where? Where is the big time? Like, what, 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 what benefits do we see on screen? Okay, when, you, when we were kids in school, right? I was homeschooled, but I was, I was in public school for a few years. And we had show and tell, right? How many of you have done show and tell in school or at a camp? Or some other activity of some other gathering, right? You show and you tell, okay? Sony did not show us all of the success that they were telling us about with Eddie. So Venom's over here having an argument about, look at this wonderful thing that happened. And we can't even relate to Venom. We can't even see his point of view because we don't see anything. So it's just confusing now. Now it's just like, well, what, 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 what was the thing? What happened? What? What are they fighting over? What, what was it? Like, it, we, we have no idea. The only thing that we see is it might have been the bike. Oh, whoop-de-doodle-dee. He was able to buy a new bike. Oh, wow. I mean, seriously, this is... <laughs> Come on. You kidding And quite frankly, no, I'm pretty sure he had the bike before the case broke open or whatever because he was trying, he was going to, remember, he met up with Anne and Anne told him that he was, that she was engaged and he, he drove off and was ready to kill himself. He was on that red bike. So that red bike, yeah. So yeah, nothing changed. We literally see no material change. And Eddie's life from the success. No montage of anything. Nothing. Nothing. We see nothing. So help me. What, 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 what are they fighting? No, I, listen. And that really became the whole thing of the movie. Where like when, when it comes time for Venom. He's, he's asking for an apology from Eddie. And one of the things he demands is to say that his life is better off because of Venom. We haven't actually seen that. Where has Eddie's life drastically improved after Venom showed up? I Sorry. You lost me. I'm not sure why they they were doing this. I'm not sure what what the angle was, but you, there was no kind of Material thing to showcase that something happened. No, no better job situation. No, no better living situation. Nothing.
the relationship with Anne hasn't improved. It seems like they're just friends, but I don't know. It's just a very, like I said, the movie just didn't work. It didn't work. For a story, it just had things happening to create a reason for another thing to happen. They had to, they basically manifested an entire uh, conflict between these two so that they would have to come together later on to fight another pair of symbiote human thing. And uh, look, nice try, Sony. It didn't work. If that was your best attempt at a story, it didn't work. But, um, so Carnage is out here. He, um, listen, like I said, Woody Harrelson as Cletus, it's, it's, he's okay. I like Carnage. Honestly, if we had a movie with just Carnage in it, I would just watch that movie. Um, but, uh, Carnage... He's going around and he's doing some things and he gets a car. He steals a car, a nice, gorgeous red car. And I mean, red's my favorite color. So I appreciated all of the red effects and everything that was happening. Um, so he does that. Now we have to talk about one of the, I would say one of the strangest scenes of the movie. Venom... And his visit to this uh, rave party or nightclub or something. Let's get into that wackiness. Hey, if you really like this content here on the podcast, you should check out my spinoff newsletter, Real Life Spider-Man. I share awesome stories of people dressed as our favorite web slinger. Check me out on Twitter at Delanel Tweets to find the newsletter. Oh boy. So right off the bat is is one of the biggest plot holes of the movie. Right off the bat. There is a crowd of people in this club, right? A large crowd of people in front of him, behind him, left, right. Venom manages to latch onto a person. Change into Venom. Stand up. And no one says anything. No one reacts. No one whatever. When he stands up and he starts walking, all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, cool costume. Really? Not to... I mean, this this thing just showed up out of nowhere. And out of... And you're concerned... He showed up out of thin air. Like the person was standing, they crumpled down to the ground, and then just stands up. He stands up as Venom, towering over everyone else. And and people are behind him and see this happen and don't say anything. But now he's in a cool costume. I what? What do you what? I'm sorry? Just imagine you're in the store. You're in a retail store on the weekend. You're in, tar- in the middle of Target 
freaking target. And it's, uh, you know, everyone's off from work, right? The Monday through Friday-ers are off, so now they got to do their errands on Saturday. It's, it's packed. The lines are full. Now, just imagine you're like the sixth person in line, right? Three people in front of you. There's this guy. He suddenly stoops over, right? When he reemerges, he's a seven-foot-tall not even, you know, that's too short. He's a nine foot tall monster looking thing. Okay? You're not going to say anything. You're just going to, oh, okay. Yeah, he's just waiting to get his stuff purchased. I remember seeing him earlier, but I guess this is fine. Look, I get it. They were, the, the, the club that they were at or whatever was like, people were dressed in costumes. But still, like, you just saw someone stumble in front of you. Bend over and then stand up as nine feet tall and all black. Are you sure? Real, all of you? All of you are that, you're just that gone? Like, you, well, what are you taking? What are you drinking? What are you taking? What are you, what are you popping? What, what is this? Really? So I'm having a hard time with it. But that's not the strange, that's not why I called the scene the strangest scene in the movie. No, it's when Venom takes the microphone. Actually, right before he takes the microphone. So there's another part where like he's he stands up, right, after taking over the person, and he yells out like I'm no longer in Eddie's closet. That was my that should have been the first clue. <clears throat> that should have been my first clue. Because for whatever reason, the movie took a wild swing and just Went out and did something completely different here. And they decided... They they got really political in this, uh, this particular scene. And it was the strangest thing. You didn't know what he was talking about. When Venom took the microphone, he implied a lot of things. And didn't say anything. It was the strangest thing. He, he's telling the crowd, oh, Eddie never liked me. But you all love me. And, and Eddie doesn't want to... Uh, Eddie wasn't... What did, what did Venom say? Oh, Lord. Venom says something along the lines of... Eddie's embarrassed to have me around. You know, doesn't want me to be, you know, like, showcased. The implication of all of these comments was like... He and Eddie have like this... I can't even say homosexual because he's an alien. It's not like he's a person. I don't... If we had to do a label, I'm not trying to offend. But obviously, this is just a different... Right? Like, this isn't human whatever. But if we had to give it a human title, I guess they're in, like, a homosexual relationship. It's implied. The things that Venom says out of the Eddie closet, you know, and all these different things. So, it feels like Venom is just like this jilted lover. And again, the, the fight in the apartment and stuff. And now he's just getting a taste of, of being out on his own <clears throat> without Eddie and living his life. It's just so weird to me. Um, 
you know, I think this was also supposed to be pretty... This was the only time in the movie, in the theaters, both theaters too. This is the only time where there was a unified laugh from the audience. When he's he's talking on the mic and the, the one random lady screams, I love you! And he's like, I love you too! And also when that guy says uh, something. What what did the guy say? Or he just cheered for him. Or he said, like, complimented Venom. And then Venom was like, thank you, one person. And, yeah, the, the audience, both audiences laughed at those particular parts. That's the only time that there was a laugh. That was it. That was it. You heard, like, a few chuckles every once in a while. Like, it was like, oh. <laughs> but there was never... No, it never felt like any of the comedy and humor landed. Perhaps the way I mean, this ain't. It's not like we were watching like a Martin Lawrence, you know, movie or a Chris Rock movie or something or Bernie Mac or somebody like <laughs> you know, like you you know you gonna laugh, right? It's not like we're watching that and I was expecting us to just be busting out laughing, but it was dead silent most of the time when Venom would say these things that are supposed to be you would think are kind of funny. Like, okay, for instance, towards the beginning of the movie, we remember Venom was about to bite off uh, Detective Mulligan's head and then Eddie pulls him into the bathroom. They're arguing in the bathroom and the lady's in the stall looking very concerned and confused. That most likely, correct me if I'm wrong, that was supposed to be funny. That was supposed to be funny not one laugh. Both times. Not one. I promise you. I promise you. There, I guess people might have been smiling. Like, oh, that's... <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't hear anything. Okay? Both times I was in the theater, I was in the middle of the, the theater. So, some nice row, amount of rows behind. Nice amount of rows ahead. Definitely people on my sides. I didn't hear. I didn't hear. Okay. Uh, First theater that I was in was relatively small. Uh, Didn't have a lot of rows. It was fairly compact. The second one I went to was a lot more spacious. Had recliner seats and stuff like that. Um, but it had more people in it. Uh, like I, and like I said, this was the one where like the lady that was like laughing a whole bunch, she was dead silent at that particular part. Like, it's just, I don't know, but that, the night, the, the club scene was the only time where we got an audible collective laugh where like, if you've been to enough movie theaters that have been crowded with people. When the audience agrees with something, you hear it, right? You'll hear the, oh, or you'll hear the, oh, or you'll hear the, ha, ha, ha. Like, you'll hear it. We're, we're like one choir of entertained people. And we all typically seem to react the same way. If the movie does it right, we react the same way. 
Well, if they wanted us to be silent during most of the movie, they got their wish. <laughs> I mean, that's... I'm sorry, you know? I, I, I'm i sorry. It was okay. Of a movie, I guess. More eye candy. I was... You know, I, I was watching this... I was waiting. They were cleaning out the uh, the theater for the second viewing. My second time going in or whatever. They were cleaning out the theater. And so we're waiting outside. Like a bunch of us are waiting outside. I, I see these like two kids. Couldn't have been any older than 10. I'm thinking to myself, you're you're about to watch this? And, and keep in mind, I've already watched the movie the night before. So I'm thinking to myself, you're really going to... Really? You're going to do this? The, the kids are going to... Carnage? Are you really? And uh, but I guess it worked out because you know one of the things about the movie that I thought was interesting with Carnage, he stabs a ton of people. He stabs a ton of people with his ten tentacle uh, tentacles. He just a lot of piercing of of people and throwing them and and just a lot. No bloodshed. You, you don't really see anyone bleeding from their injuries. Uh, and being, you know, stabbed by an alien thing. No bloodshed. Uh, very, very non-gory. It's just a weird movie. Like, there was so much violence and no gore. It's like a kid's type of thing, right? Like... Kids shows and stuff might have a lot of violence and like people shooting each other and stabbing and whatever, but you won't see like the gore, right? You don't see the blood and and even like when biting people's heads off, every time Venom or Carnage would bite a head, you didn't see them actually bite the head. It's just basically implied every time. And it's just kind of amazing how clean... The movie was, despite how graphic it was. It, it's it's a very odd balance to have. Um, and they pulled it off. I mean, it, it everything came across as it was supposed to. And there's just no blood. So, uh, you know, it just it goes to show you that a lot of these action movies and horror movies don't necessarily need the blood. To convey the message. So I will applaud Sony for that. I will applaud Sony for that. They did a good job with that. Um, would the blood have helped? I don't know. But it 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 didn't feel like it was missing. With you know, it didn't feel like you were missing it. Like I didn't sit there saying, Oh, well, if there was blood, I would have felt more, you know, whatever. Um like I get it, they died. Like they they were killed brutally. I didn't need the blood to see that being stabbed by an alien thing was a painful way to go. You know what I mean? Like I I don't need the blood. I don't need the blood on the screen. I I got the message. So you know, yeah, I, he bit his head off. I get that. I don't need to see blood squirting out of a headless corpse. You know, shooting out. You know, like I don't need to see brains and and. and organs and all this. So, it was fine. You know what I mean? 
It was fine. Um, man, I mean, this review is just... Uh, it's just... It's really a list of things that didn't work. <laughs> it's really... There's a few things that, you know, like I said, you know, the, the lack of blood was actually really good on their part. Um, you know, there's a few things, but for the most part, I've it's just turned into a long thing I don't like about the movie list, you know? Um, but continue that trend. We're going to skip over a few things that I just, nothing has really, who cares? There was one scene at the convenience store, Mrs. Wong, or Chong, um, and Anne, and uh, Dave, her fiance, his name is Dave, right? I don't even remember. He's such a useless character in the movie. I just, I didn't care. Um, they're in there and, and Anne is looking for Venom. And Anne realizes that Venom is inside of Mrs. Chong. And Venom is talking to Anne but scolding Dave like no one likes you and you're nothing and you're a bitch and all this. That did not really get any kind of... Like, that was supposed to be another comedy scene. It did not work. Did not land. I can only talk about my reactions as well as the, the audiences that I was with. It did, it did not land. Maybe it just so happens we are... It, maybe it just so happened that I was part of the minority. And that everyone else actually was laughing their asses off. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. I, I mean, the, the odds seem astronomically small. But I guess it is plausible, right? If you have like the Doctor Strange alternate futures, there might have been one version where I was in the only two theaters in the entire world that did not laugh. Just, I, I, it could be. So, there's also a universe where absolutely zero people in the world laughed at all. At any point, just zero laughter across the board. And so, everything in between, right? So, you know, F it. Um... Yeah, so that that was like corny and and like okay, it's there. Uh <clears throat> so we get towards the end, right? Let's get to the final scene. So once again, Cletus, all he really wants to do is marry Shriek. What are they going to do after they get married? Remains to be seen, right? We don't really see the thing about it is. There is no motivation for Carnage beyond marrying Shriek. And really, it's more for Cletus. There's no motivation for Cletus beyond marrying Shriek. We don't have anything. Uh, he, he Maybe he'll start killing again. We don't know. But he hasn't said anything of what he wants to do. He just wants to get with Shriek. And then I guess we'll go from there. Carnage... Doesn't really emphasize what he wants to do. He just says once he kills Venom, he'll be unstoppable. Um, and I guess 
by nature, he'll want to destroy the entire world and just leave it in other chaos. But there's no... Carnage, more than Cletus, has no real endgame. We don't know really what he's looking for. We don't, we don't know what, what he wants to do besides kill his dad. Which brings, it's a nice segue to the, I guess, the final battle. And we're in the church and everything. And I did enjoy it. This was cute. I didn't laugh. But this was cute. So, <clears throat> Venom interrupts the wedding. The, the, the father, the priest, he says, you know, uh, the classic line, speak now forever, hold your peace. Venom barges through the door. And so Cletus immediately turns into Carnage. And then Venom has like a Hulk moment where he, he just goes back and hides inside of Eddie. And Eddie's like, what, what was this? What, what you, where'd you go? Why are you leaving? And Venom's like, oh, that's a red one. I This is bad. I, I can't do a red one. <laughs> and he's like, really? What, what are you doing? And yeah, it reminds you of Endgame with the Hulk. Well, I guess Infinity War. With the Hulk, how he got his behind beat by Thanos. And then the rest of the movie, the rest of the story, right? Endgame too. Like, he just, I'm not Hulk anymore. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> that messed me up. I'm, I'm good. Um... So that was cute, how Venom had to be, you know, coerced into going back into action. Um, and then there was another part where they had like a, a short skirmish. And then Venom's like, prepare to die. And Eddie is inside like, that's the spirit, we can do it. And then Venom's like, what? No, you and I, we're going to die. <laughs> we're going into this fight, we're going to die. And that was that was good. Um, that did get a few chuckles. That one did get a few chuckles. Um, and then also, a little bit before the fight, uh, Carnage says, um, you know, I'm going to kill you, father. Like, basically, he says, I'm going to kill you, father. And so the priest is like, oh, no, don't do not do that to me. And then Carnage is like, no, not you, father. This father here. And um, so that was, you know, that was a nice little bit. They had a few good bits there. Um, nothing har 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 worthy, but you know, nice. Like some of the stuff landed and just was like okay lands. Like I don't very few things stuck the landing. Most of the stuff fell when they like if you're thinking of gymnastics, right? You stick the landing, you might do like a hop or an extra step. And so that'll lower your score. And then some people don't don't make it at all. They just fall. They fall on their face and it's over. Most, maybe hmm, five-eighths of the movie's jokes and humor fall flat on its face. Two-eighths, they land and have to like take a step or a hop. They don't stick the landing, but they still land. And it's like, okay, this is fine. And then one-eighth of the humor sticks to landing. Like, oh, oh, that was legit. Legitimately funny. You got a chuckle out of me or a laugh or some kind of audible reaction. Um, 
I guess if I had to grade it by eighths, that's that's probably what happened. Um, but sorry, I yawned. I've been recording for about maybe over an hour. It is around my traditional bedtime, um, so I gotta hang in there. But um, so they go through the fight, Venom and Carnage. Here is my issue. Venom and Carnage, the battle between them, I'm, it's like, whatever, like, it is what it is. I had a bigger problem with Shriek and uh, Detective Mulligan's battle. Their fight seemed like nothing was happening. Uh, and then at the end, so here's here's my problem. At the end of their fight, and basically at the end of the movie, like the last time we see Detective Mulligan, we basically create another issue with the movie. And here it is. So when Shriek got shot, she got shot in the eye. We saw later on in the movie that she had like an eye patch on her eye and um, her eye was damaged. And I guess she had it with a new eye. I don't know. Her new eye has like a blue iris like a blue glow to her right her left eye the new eye that was shot out okay keep in mind she had her shriek powers before she got shot obviously <clears throat> that's what led her get shot in the first place she shrieked and he shot and that was it okay Somebody needs to explain to me why both of Detective Bulligan's eyes were that same blue as that new eye after the fight. Like, what happened during that fight? Why are his eyes... We don't see her bite him. We don't see her inject something in him. We don't see her do anything to him. And all of a sudden, he just wakes up with these... Both of his eyes are like that. Did she trade eyes with him? But she only had one of the eyes. Only one of her eyes, the shot eye, that I guess they either replaced it or they were somehow miraculously able to repair it. But somehow he has both of his eyes are that same exact way. So what, she took both of his first eyes out and then gave him new eyes? She's not a doctor. Like, that that just, I didn't understand any of that. And listen... I don't know Detective Mulligan in the comics. I don't know if he's made up just for the movie. I don't know if he's an actual character. I don't remember him. Uh, I don't remember him as a villain. Or turning into one. I have no idea what happened with that. So if you guys know, please let me know. I have no idea what his... I don't know. I, I I don't know. All I know is none of that made any lick of sense. And I'm going to end it with my last pet peeve. The way Carnage was defeated. Now during the battle, during the movie, every time Shriek would do her thing, we see not only is Venom impacted, but Carnage is because symbiotes don't like those high frequency sounds. Okay? That's fine. Make it work to your advantage. There was a bell and the, you know, the bell tower and the bell would go off. And it allowed Eddie and Cletus to have like conversations in between the symbiote battles, which was interesting. It also gave us an inside look at Cletus 
uh, Cletus talked about how like no one talks about only the only time people talk about me is me killing my mom or my grandma or all these different people. But no one talked about how I was abused by these people. And that just gives you some sympathy, right? Because it's like, okay, I can understand if you're a child being constantly abused. Depending on the type of abuse and things like that, like someone could reach the breaking point and kill their abuser. You know what I mean? Like in in a, in a sense, someone abusing you for an extended period of time is like someone attacking you for an extended period of time. And at some point, I'm going to defend myself. I'm not, you know, so he, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't mean that it was right for him to do it or per se or whatever, but you can understand and sympathize. But they gloss over that statement so quickly that you you kind of miss it. I mean, I caught it both times, but you still can, like, miss it. And it, But anyway, they're fighting and stuff. And Venom is clearly outmatched. There's just no way he's winning this. Okay? He's been stabbed multiple times by Carnage. He's he's barely, you know, hanging on by a thread here. <clears throat> it just so happens that uh, Shriek is right next to Venom. Carnage is just huge. I don't know how big he is. He's slowly growing throughout the movie. He's just huge right now. Multiple stories tall, at least. My guess. And he's towering over Venom and Shriek. And so Venom is thinking... Well, Eddie is thinking, like, we need some fire to try to burn him. But Venom looks at Shriek and says, or maybe a loud sound. So Venom... Knocks over Shriek. She begins to fall. And I guess Venom knew that because she was going to fall, she would make her Shriek sound again. I'm not sure why Venom just calculated this or how he calculated this. But he managed to do it. And fine. But then she does her Shriek. Venom and Eddie split. Like, the the symbiote completely separates. Now, earlier during the fighting, when they, between her shrieking and the bell hitting, you know, in the bell tower, they never separated. The symbiotes would only hide back inside of their host. Now, all of a sudden, this particular shriek separates everybody. So, Venom and Eddie are separated, and then... Uh, Cletus and Carnage are separated. Just a random change of lore. Just a random change of lore. Eddie and Car- Eddie and Carnage. Eddie and Venom find their way back to each other in a somewhat cute but corny way. Carnage is starting to crawl back to Cletus. They land fairly far apart, I guess, and so they. Carnage is crawling back to Cletus. Cletus is like all busted up. But obviously, I guess with the symbiote, he would be fixed up in no time. But he's while he's crawling towards Cletus, Venom walks over, steps on Carnage, picks up Carnage, and just eats him. Just eats Carnage. Walks over to Cletus. 
Cletus has some last words of, Eddie, I just wanted to be your friend, which, are you sure? That doesn't sound like what you really was, okay. And then uh, Venom says, F this guy, bites his head off, and then that's it. Um, yeah, that's my problem. You you had the entire movie, the entire fight sequence. Symbiote never separated from host. And then just randomly this one time here, both of them are separated from their hosts just so you could have that final defeat. I'm sorry, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that logic. Stay consistent. See, there's a reason why, and I've been saying this in previous episodes, talking about the movie. There's a reason why Spider-Man and Venom would constantly, consistently team up to take down Carnage. It takes a lot to defeat Carnage. A lot. And for all the power that he showcased in the movie, I really think they they did him dirty with the way that they defeated him. I'm sorry. I just I Here here's here's how corny I think this is. You're going to love this. I think the way that uh Peter Parker defeated Venom in Spider-Man 3 what was went a lot better. Right? Peter was was up against something that he was having a hard time with, right? He was this was a struggle. He was outmatched against Venom. And so what did what did Peter do? He went and created not only did he create high frequency noise, but remember he created that miniature prison basically of all those metal pipes and it starts just wailing on all of the pipes, just wailing, wailing, wailing. And that finally separated the suit enough from Eddie, just enough. And then Peter was able to web, get a hold of Eddie, pull Eddie out of the suit. Then it was just a suit by itself. Then uh, what, blew it up with like one of the um, goblin bombs or whatever. And that was it. It died in a ball of flames. But that was more believable. Why? Because look at all of the effort that it took just to get a glimpse of being able to split these two up. And then in this movie, you're having a whole fight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sam Raimi took more time and dedication to separate and to really emphasize the stakes and everything and then do what needs to be done. And then in this movie, they just kind of said, well, we've been doing it one way. Well, we're just going to do it a different way. Spider-Man 3 was consistent. How did Peter get rid of the suit when he had it? He remembered the loud frequency of the bell and how that helped him free himself from the suit and figured, I'll stay consistent and try that again. This movie didn't. This movie decided, first we're going to have him hide back in the host, but then we're going to split them up. I'm sorry. Just doesn't work. You could say, you could say maybe because she was falling and there was more like danger, her scream was like louder and more powerful and more urgent. That's the only thing you could say. That's about it. And I guess I can believe that. I guess I can buy it. 
but I'm still like on the edge of it. Like, eh, I guess, but I don't know. Huh. <clears throat> so that's the movie. That is Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I sat through the second time because I wanted to really make sure that I talked about some of the bigger parts of the movie. It is not, in my opinion, it is not a good movie. Um, Will I ever watch it again? Like if I see it on Netflix, it's like, oh, okay, it's on Netflix now. Would I watch it? Probably not. I, I don't. The only time I'll watch it again is if I need to watch it to refresh myself on like either for a sequel that's coming up or for anything that is coming up involving Venom. Um, you know, that'll be, I guess, the reason why. But I, you know, I, the first Venom, I didn't even watch it in theaters. I watched it, the first time I watched it, I was at home. <laughs> I think a year after it came out, sometime in 2019, I think I finally got around to watching it. I was not impressed. Um, And then I watched it again in 2020. Um, You know, and now I'm watching the sequel and I'm just, they're not particular. like, now that I've watched it a second time, I want to say the first Venom is the better movie. But like I said before, they are close. These two movies are close in quality. And the first movie wins on some things. The second movie wins on some other things. And so it's it's evenly, they are evenly matched. And ultimately, like I said before, if you like the first one, you're probably going to like the second one. If you didn't like the first, you're not going to like the second. And if you're okay with the first, you're going to be okay with the second. They are the same movies, basically. Um, just so slightly different versions of of quality, but you get the same. You go, and and the thing is too, in a lot of ways, you can watch the second Venom movie and not really watch the first one. There's not they don't talk they don't reference a lot of the first movie. Um. The only the only reason why you'll want to watch the first movie is just to see how Venom and, and Eddie get together. That's about it. They don't really talk about the events of the first movie. There is a scene uh where uh Eddie is getting interrogated. Um he's in the interrogation room and uh Detective Mulligan brings up some photos including and then he makes a reference of the lobster scene. Where Eddie was like in the lobster tank and he just went on this wild binge in the restaurant with Anne and stuff and the whole bit. They made a reference to that. Other than that, they don't really talk about the first movie all that much. So, I guess you don't have to watch the first movie? I I don't know. Um, But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Let 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 let, I, I, let let me wrap this up. If you enjoy this content, consider subscribing to the Ultimate Subscription. I go into great detail about the Ultimate Spider-Man universe, including weekly reviews of the issues.
I think um, when you look at the movie and then like the end credit scene, I do think that this is definitely setting us up for uh, No Way Home. And I do wonder if Venom is a dark horse candidate for the Sinister Six. If we're getting one for the movie, will he show up and be like this just random six villain that shows up? Uh, clearly, he wants a piece of Peter, right? He just wants himself a piece of Peter Parker. Um, so we're going to see, I guess, you know, if he manages to get that far. I'm very uh, impressed. I think if Tom Holland is going to be Spider-Man, I think Sony is waiting. I think Sony is waiting for No Way Home to come out before they even try to negotiate with Tom again. I think if we know how many movies he signed on for and like what, what like the contract details and stuff, that might spoil future projects. So I think most likely Sony's just going to wait for the movie to come out and then be like, All right, hey, hey, Tom, both Toms, hell. Both times, you, let's talk. Let's talk about the next project. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know what's going to happen here. But uh, you got to think that they're going to have Venom and Spidey on the screen together. I don't think they're going to tease that um, end credit scene and then not have them together. So I think they're going to show up. But No Way Home feels way too bloated to have Venom. Maybe Venom shows up as a cameo. I, I don't think he's like an actual integral character of the movie if he's in that movie. I think that they set that up for a movie further down the line. Um, maybe Venom 3 and Spidey is in that movie or something. Or he Venom the third Venom movie is just Venom seeking out Peter Parker. So I, I don't know. Like it it's I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I'm not really I'm still thinking the most that we see of Venom and Spider Man No Way Home is a cameo. Uh a very small cameo. Could be an after credits cameo where he catches up to Peter and is like, Alright, let's do this and then that sets up a whole a whole thing. So We'll see, guys. I don't know. Um, thanks for listening. Boy, this review was long for just a 90-minute movie. When Spider-Man No Way Home comes out, I'm probably going to have to do that review on two separate episodes. Split that in half. Good God. I'm going to watch that twice. No Way Home. I might, I might watch it three times, Lord. It's supposed to be a long behind movie, so... Yeah, I might do three times. And um, like that whole weekend, like Friday, I might watch it. And then Saturday and then Sunday. I might just do a whole weekend of it and then just plot my review. Uh, but I am more excited about it after the Venom movie. I am more excited. I'm more, it's more of an anticipation. Um, 
I do wonder about Morbius and and you know that kind of thing. Uh I think if Venom were gonna be in Morbius we would know. There I think there would be more rumors about it if that if they were connected. Like they're in the same universe, but are they are the two characters connected yet? I don't think so. And then same with Spidey. If Spidey was gonna be in Morbius we probably would have gotten some rumors, like a lot of reporting rumors about that as well. So uh, I think Spidey, last time we see him in MCU, I still believe it to be No Way Home. Um, and then I think Sony's going to take a lot of that control back for Spidey. Um, because why, again, logically, why would you have a universe called the Spider-Man universe and not have Spider-Man in it? So, I'm um, just you know. I mean, give me your thoughts if you think it's it's something else. Give me your thoughts, but that's why I'm looking at it, and you know. So, but uh, boy, howdy, December can't come fast enough. You guys, once you see it, let me know what you think of it, and uh, let's get to the outro. just wanted to say thank you thank you for listening thank you for following thank you for the comments just thank you all right carry on thanks for listening make sure you follow the podcast on anchor spotify google Podcasts, apple podcast store wherever you listen to podcasts until next time Keep swinging.